1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Father, thank you for your word, and I pray that it would penetrate our hearts and our minds, dividing between soul and spirit, joint and marrow, judging the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. We see that the church in Corinth had been using the gifts of the spirit in a divisive way, putting themselves forward, elevating themselves selfishly advocating for their own advancement and here Paul says if you do these things if you can speak in tongues or prophesy and have all knowledge and he goes even further talking about the gift of faith giving away everything one possesses even giving up our bodies to be burned like Shadrach Meshach and Abednego but have love we gain nothing he speaks to the motivations the motivations of all our endeavors, not just the overtly spiritual ones. Father, we repent for the ways that we have been self-promoting, for the ways that we have sought to advance our own agendas. We've operated out of selfish ambition, even leveraging spiritual gifts for our own advancement, but not just that, any other things that divide the body of Christ that we've staked a claim in for selfish reasons, for our own advancement, we repent. He goes on to define love, or at least to describe it, that it's patient and kind. It's not envious or boastful. It's not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth bearing all things, believing and hoping and enduring all things. And we recognize that we could put Jesus into any one of these statements, that Jesus is patient, Jesus is kind, Jesus doesn't envy, and he's not boastful, arrogant, or rude, and so on. Jesus, you are held up as the standard. 
you aren't just loving, you are love itself, love embodied. You are our master and we choose to walk in your way. Help us, fill us with your spirit. This is a supernatural type of love that is patient and kind. We are not by nature patient or kind. We need a move of the spirit in our inner man to help us to conform to the image of Jesus. to not be self-promoting, envious, boastful, arrogant, or rude, insisting on our own way. We think of Paul's admonition in Philippians 2 that we are to have the same spirit that was in Christ Jesus that did not seek to advance himself even though he was God and is God, yet did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking on the nature of a servant, obedient to his Father, even to the point of death death on a cross. And we see the kindness of this biblical love, this type of love that Jesus embodied, does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth, that it is kind to rejoice with the truth, that we are to speak the truth to one another in love, that it is loving to call one another up into the way of Jesus not for our own gain, but for the development and the sanctification of those around us. That it is unloving to passively watch friends make decisions to destroy themselves. Father, would you help us to be loving in this way, compassionate in the way that you are compassionate, bold and courageous in the way that you are bold and courageous, speaking the truth in love you manifested, full of grace, full of truth, that those characteristics are not mutually exclusive, but one and the same. You say that love never ends. As for the spiritual gifts, for prophecy, for tongues, they will cease and knowledge will pass away because now we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, when Jesus himself returns, the partial will pass away. There will be no more need for knowledge in this sense, prophecy in tongues because we will be face to face with Jesus. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways, Paul says, indicating that us in our present form, we are like children, but we are growing up into maturity, into the way of Jesus, which is the way of love. It is love that will endure these other forms of spirituality that we practice among the body of Christ. These will pass away. Because now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now we know in part, then we shall know fully, even as we have been fully known. An amazing thought. God fully knows us, knows every thought, every intention of the heart, every act, everything we haven't done but should have, and still loves us, and still gives his life for us, still advocates for us before the Father knows us fully, and then we shall know fully, even as we are now fully known, seeing Jesus face to face. He says, now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest is love. We have faith, common, universal, saving faith. We have hope in the resurrection and the eventual return of Jesus. But once Jesus returns and we see you face to face, faith and hope will be no more. We will have realized the object of our faith, the object of our hope, 
but love. Love transcends. Love transcends the boundaries of time and space. Love will remain. This love that cost you everything, Father, Jesus's very life. When we think about love in the terms of the unloveliness of the one who is loved, we think of ourselves at our worst and marvel that you still chose to love us and choose to love us. When we think of your love with respect to the magnitude of the good done on our behalf, forgiveness, redemption, cleansing, the promise and hope of resurrection, heaven, the new heavens and the new earth, we are in awe. When we think of your love along the lines of the level of desire in the heart of the one who paid the price, we think of John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You are the model of love that is self-sacrificing, that is self-giving, that does not seek its own good, but gives of itself on behalf of the one who is loved. You choose to love us. You commit yourself to us. And we are in awe. And we repent for the ways that we have loved in a worldly way that seeks its own benefit and not the benefit of the other in the relationship. And we ask, would you make us like you? Would you make us self-sacrificing, self-giving? Would you empower us to love the way that you love, not based on the loveliness of the object, but rather based on your goodwill towards all people, the intrinsic value you place on all people made in your image? And Father, may we have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ to see the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of your love towards us. This unfathomable love, would it apprehend us, transform us again today? Would you give us revelation of the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of the love of Jesus? May we as the body be able to love in the same way. Would we together reflect the way that God loves so that the world has a flashing signpost of hope in the body of Christ, that this is love based on God's self-giving love that redeems and lifts us up out of our pit, that empowers us to love others with the same love that gives and doesn't just consume, that is patient and not demanding, that's self-sacrificing and not self-fulfilling, that is fundamentally a choice and not just a feeling. Would you work this in us, Holy Spirit? Thank you for a model of love. Thank you that we are not left adrift on the various tides of our culture is constantly redefining love in its own image. Jesus, we look to you and we honor you and we ask would you fill us with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.